This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 39. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. My name is John Middick, and I am joined once again by my co-host, Lisa Clow of La Cree Fine Art. How are you, Lisa? I'm good. How are you? Wait, wait, wait. I'm never better. How are you? I am good. <laughs> well, this is a show about the art of colored pencil where we discuss tips and techniques and shortcuts and all the nitty-gritty of this medium that we love so much. And if you want to know more about me or Lisa, just look back at show 35 and 36. So Lisa, what are we talking about today? We are talking about websites for artists. I guess the first question or one of the first things that we need to um, lay some groundwork on is why would you even need a website instead of just doing everything on social media? Isn't that something you hear often? A lot. I hear this all the time. Here's the thing about social media. I can pretty much sum this up in one word, MySpace. If you build a following of 10,000, 20,000 people and that platform no longer exists, you just lost that whole following. They need to know where to find you. If they know you've got a website, like with me, people can go to lawcree.com. They're always going to be able to find me there. That's my home base. It is also something that I control. It's not something where Facebook can filter who sees what posts. And there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on that is totally out of your control. On your website, it's all within your control. And that is just not something you get with social media. One of the things that is really important is that you do maintain that control. You want, even if you are on Facebook or any other social media platform, you want to drive traffic back to your main online presence, something that you control, that you have total access to, and that um, you are in charge of. It is your online, what your persona is and what you want to portray to uh, the world. You cannot maintain control by giving that to some art group webmaster just because they're in an art group and because they say, you know, they're going to post your photos for you um, online. And you can have your own little gallery on a little portion of this page and your particular little website is buried under like four slashes, you know. Uh, that doesn't work, and you don't have control. And besides that, half the time, it's going to be something that even the design, you won't like it. The design will be ugly. There will be typos on the page. Um, it will never be updated, and you will not – it's not going to be a good experience. So, again, going back to that control, you need to maintain the control of your presence online. And any moment in time, within a minute – You can delete or add something when you want to, and you should be able to do that on your own and without having to go through any kind of layers at all. I really feel sorry for a lot of these people, and I'm hoping I'm not jumping ahead too much, but I feel sorry for a lot of people who they've had their site built a long time ago, and they've had it built maybe 10 years ago, and they go through um, their webmaster, as it were, 
Um, and this, this person has built their site on Dreamweaver, and so they have to, they're charged 40 or 50 bucks for someone to go in and to post a photo for them or to change uh, a heading or something or to add a, an entry to their resume or yeah. their, um, you know, something like that. It's like, it's are really you kidding building me? Websites, you do especially if you go through WordPress now, which we'll go into later, but it's so much <clears throat> mm-hmm. easier than it used to be. It's not how it was before. If you wanted a really professional website, yeah, chances are you needed to either learn HTML or CSS or all of these things on your own or hire someone to do it for you. That's not the case anymore. So here, this right. is not, you really don't, I don't recommend paying somebody to do it for you where you can't no. because we create I mean for me I create a new piece of artwork every week if I had to pay somebody every single time I needed something changed or updated and honestly if I can learn how to do it I tr- promise you you can too especially with WordPress you'll have some you know hiccups and a little bit of frustration when you get started I'm not gonna lie it's not like totally smooth when you're learning but it is I mean give yourself a few weeks to kind of play around with this and you'll get it now I do offer a service where I will consult with somebody and I will help them and create even um, build out a full site for somebody for a price Um, but the one thing I stay away from is uh, having the control I give that back to the owner Uh, once I'm done and I say, you you do yeah. this now. And I, I show them the, the panel where they make all the changes. Uh, that way they now, maintain the control. Doing. Because again, like you, you know, they're doing it themselves. Yeah. But I don't recommend that for most, most people. I recommend you doing it on your own. If you need help with something like that, I do offer a service. Now, uh, I want to back up anyway. a little bit too and say, we're not saying don't use social media. All of these things work together. No. You need it all. You've got to have your yeah. social media. You've got to have your own website. You really should get your email list going eventually. That's not something we're going to have you stress out about just yet. If you're just starting off with the website stuff, we'll cover that later. No. But yeah. you need to have all of these things work together. Yeah, so we just want to cover, really, we're just going to be talking about starting your website. And then Lisa and I plan on discussing some of these other things in subsequent shows and going a little bit deeper in some of these other areas. But, okay, so for starters, Lisa, then we need to maintain control because of the lessons we've learned about having just an online presence in a social media platform. Those can go away. Um, We need to... Um, maintain the control ourselves on our own website because that's our home base. We have a gallery set up there. We can put our own slogan up there. Someone gets a first impression of us by looking at what we have to offer there. We have an online store. Uh, we have business that we're portraying. Yeah, and even if at this point you're thinking, I'm not selling my work yet, I don't need an online store, you should still get the website going. I didn't have an online store on mine for years. Uh, people could contact me if they wanted to buy something and I had, you know, ways that they could reach out to me. But you don't don't get overwhelmed or think that, well, I don't need that because I don't need a store right now. You still need the website. Yeah. You still want to be building this following. Right. And your slogan and those kind of things, those can change over time. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to register your name or your uh, or get insured or anything like that right away unless you're ready to do that. But have that in your mind that you're going to do that because, um, you know, that that is important. Yeah. I do want to say one thing then about the slogan or the byline that you might have for uh, your website. You don't have to start out with one of those if you're not sure what it's going to be. And please, everyone listening to this show, Lisa, they would never do this. But I've, I have seen people do this kind of thing where they'll say that like, um, you know, 
I paint or whatever, you know, their first and last name.com and they'll say paintings are us or something like that. Or they'll rip off someone else's slogan. Gotcha, you know? Yeah. And they're just so tasteless and tacky. And, you know, instead of just do it, it'll be like, just paint yeah. it or something. And it's like, no, just don't do that. Just wait till you think of one that is more original and more you and fitting for your business. So, okay. That's all of my <laughs> So the next question that I hear a lot is, I've had a site in the past, but I never made money off of it. Your website is just like your social media. This is not one of those things, build it and they'll come. No, you have to market mm. the heck out of it, just like you would your social media stuff. You've got to share it. You've got to get it out there. It's not something that you can just build and people are going to start shopping on, on this. You really have to be able to market it. So the yeah. people who, yeah, You've, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so the people yeah. who are saying that they didn't make money off of it, it's because they didn't do it right. They didn't market it. Yeah, and to begin with, I mean, if you're just starting out and you're still w wondering how you're even going to secure your first commission, then, you know, that comes through word of mouth and through family and, and people that you know at the PTA or the ball games or whatever. Um, and then you start build it, you start your website and you start this online presence and then you start working on all of these things that Lisa was talking about. You start putting uh, information or your work out there on social media, but you're always wanting for that purpose to be driving them back to your website. And if, you're, if your whole idea is to get commissions or to sell prints or whatever, then you make that abundantly clear on your homepage or wherever you're driving the traffic to. You want to say, I'm available for commissions this year, and here's my price list, or uh, I do have prints available, and here's my price list, or whatever yeah. it is. If that is your point, then you want to make that clear. You don't want people to be, you know, hey, let's trick them. Let's make them guess what I'm trying yeah, to no, be what all they about. Call mystery meat navigation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't don't want to do that. Um, and most of the time we do that accident. Yeah. And it, it develops and it, it, it happens over time. And we've, we've developed bad habits and we look back at our site and it's a complete mess. But we want to think about that from the very beginning. What is the point? What is the purpose of the website? And what am I doing with it? And if it is to make money, and if we feel like we've never made money in the past, then learn those lessons Going forward, think about how am I going to make this a targeted and a very intentional thing where I am driving traffic to a particular page for the purpose of marketing my work. Now, here's another thing that you need to consider. I sell a lot of paintings where people will contact me straight through Facebook, but that doesn't mean they haven't been to my website first. For me, if I were looking for a painting from another artist, and yes, even though I'm an artist, I still like to have artwork occasionally from others, but if I'm looking seriously to buy something from somebody else, the first thing I'm going to do is try to find their website. I'm going to look that up. If they do not have a website that has an about page where I can learn more about them, I can see the other work, I can see all of that stuff. Yeah, what's that say? It says they're what's not that serious. Say to you? It tells me yeah. this person is not serious enough, so there's no reason for me to collect their art because it's probably not going to go up in value if they're not serious about it. I want something yeah. that's going to continue to go up because this artist is serious and is growing their their name. So that's a big, big deal. So people will say, well, all my sales come through Facebook. Yeah, mine do. Well, not all of mine, but I mean quite a few of mine do as well. But I guarantee you the majority of these people have also been to my website, so they know more about me. All right. So what is our we talked a little bit about what a website what the purpose of the website is. So what would our first steps be? The first step would be to choose a host and a URL. Okay. So 
what would you recommend then for an artist? What things do they need to keep in mind then when they want to choose a URL? Okay. First, if you don't know what a URL is, that's your domain name or your, like in my case, I'm lawcree.com or John has Shark Universal Dark. Resource Locator is what that stands for. So yeah, you're look. Google. See, we got a little com, bit of history there. I was going to comment. We didn't. We missed out <laughs> oh, today. We, you know, no website. Wow, that was a long one. I hope I did. I need to wake you up. After yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> and I'm already. I didn't out of tea. hear any tea stirring. <laughs> but you want to choose what name you want. Now, here's the thing. You don't want to choose like let's say that I wanted. Lisa's ItalianGreyhounds.com. I don't want to go and search to see if that's available. There are a lot of websites where you type that in, you search and see if it's there, and then say, okay, it's available. I'll come back and buy it tomorrow or next week. I'll think about it some more. Don't do that. Yeah, do it right. Go ahead and purchase the URL right then. And the reason that you want to do that is because there are crawlers out there that are looking to see how many hits something is getting that isn't even a registered URL. And once that is done, then they have it set up that automatically it will reserve that URL, pay for that price. And a lot of times these guys are getting them for a dollar ninety nine, a buck ninety nine. And they'll they'll reserve that URL. And so then instead of you going back and saying, Hey, that that URL, that paragraph I typed in dot com is still available, I'm gonna go ahead and reserve that uh, and and purchase it. And then you go back and you say, Oh, Somebody has that. Now I have to go in this negotiation where I have to put up a, a base level of two hundred dollars or seventy bucks or whatever, whichever host you're going with. It'll it'll fluctuate in the price point there. But now you're in this bidding war against um, a, a squatter on a URL that you wanted. So don't do that to yourself. Just go out there to Google first and type the URL on Google, see if it's taken. And then when you're ready to purchase a URL and you've researched a little bit on these other social platforms as well, right, Lisa? You want to go to Facebook. You want to go to Twitter. Mm -hmm. You want to go to Instagram, YouTube, any of these places and look and see. Make sure that 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 name that you want for your business is also available across all these platforms and then reserve it right then. And don't don't wait. Don't tarry Mm -hmm. uh, on that at all. And it's not expensive. I think for my company now, no. I use a higher end company, or it's a little bit more expensive for the service that I pay for. Um, and it's twenty dollars a year, and then each additional site that I register with them ends up being like five dollars or ten dollars. It's less for each additional one. But it, I mean, twenty dollars a year, and that's on the high end. Yeah, it's worth. Just do it now. Just if you know that's your name, get it. Right. What is what was the name of that Greyhounds? What what was Lisa's the, Italian the Greyhounds dot com. Lisa's Italian Greyhounds.com. Um, yeah, so that, that it's there. <laughs> no, 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 but so, so I, I think that's a good talking point right there because the thing is, Lisa would never reserve that one because it's way too long. Yes, that's um, all good. Very point. long URL. And so you don't want to, you don't want to do that. But at the same time, you want to shorten that name down. You want it to be simple, but you want it to be something that's relatable, easily recognizable. You don't want to be all cryptic about it. The other thing is when you go in there and and if you if you think of a, a name, you think, oh, that might be easily confused with this other name. And you think of one or two other names that it might be easily confused with. Go ahead and purchase those as well. Go ahead yeah. and get them if they're not taken. They'll all get because directed to your one site. Yeah, if you direct, if you do that, you have to do a redirect mm-hmm. on those, so 301. 
and just redirect them over to your website, and that's worth it. Uh, the guy that uh, – Caleb Wojcik, he does a DIY video guy, and he also reserved DIYvideoguide.com, and that works really well. It was really smart on his part. So if anybody types in either one of those, it will go back to his, his website. So you want to think – in that way whenever you're uh, trying to get a URL, but you, you want it as short as possible. Actually, Sharpened Artist is probably not the best choice. A lot of people can never remember that. You also want to avoid having, you do not want any dashes or dots or anything like no. that. You need all your letters all squished together. Keep that simple. And whenever you can, go with .com. Avoid .net, .org, yes. .all those things. You really want to avoid yeah, those. Get the .com. Yeah, everyone's going to, to remember the .com. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, I mean, it is a business and you, you want it to be the dot com. Um, that's what you want to look for is the dot com. But go ahead and reserve if you can the dot, uh, or, or, with the URL, what's going to happen is every year you renew it. Make sure you renew it on time. There are a lot of companies. GoDaddy is notorious for this. There are a few that have done this. To, and I've heard so many stories from people or horror stories from those companies. But with Go, GoDaddy, we'll use as the example here where somebody will pay their bill or they'll be late on their bill or GoDaddy doesn't send them the notification, anything. They don't notify them. The website goes down. The person's like, hey, what happened to my site? And GoDaddy will say, or whoever will say, well, you did. You were late on your bill. So now you can pay $300 or whatever it is. I'm making up amount, an amount, but it's usually pretty yeah. high in order to get that domain name back because now we have it. Now it's ours. Yeah, so yeah, somebody, you really want to somebody took yeah, it, and a lot of times watch host, who you're signing up so. with. I had a problem with one several years ago. Actually, it was a gosh, 16 years ago. With I want to say it was one and one dot net or one of those. It was a lower oh, co- okay. or a plus. I'm sorry, mine was a plus dot net. I paid my bill about two months early to make sure this didn't happen. They screwed something up, and my site went down. I contacted them. They did an automatic withdrawal from my bank account for like $80. At the time, I did not have $80 on something that was supposed to cost $20. They charged me that money and then said they had no way to refund it. They would just, once they cleared up the fact that they screwed up, they would only give me a credit on my account for future bills. Okay, $20 a year. So now I'm paid for the next, you know, multiple years. But this is a problem with some of these less than reputable websites. So be careful who you go with. Don't just choose GoDaddy because you can get it for a couple dollars. It might be worth paying that big 20 to a year to have yeah. a company that you know is going to be reputable right. and take care of you. Now, that's something I was going to mention also that if you're pretty sure about your URL, especially if it's your name, firstlastname.com, uh, go ahead and reserve that for a minimum of three years, I, I would say, maybe five years. I mean, you're going to keep that for a while. So go ahead and just, just reserve it for that amount of time. So you And now, you, usually, you will have, on a reputable host company, as Lisa alluded to, you have an option in there to go ahead and be charged when the renewal comes up. And you can get a reminder and notice that that is up for renewal mm-hmm. as well. You'll get an email reminder. Yeah. So don't let that uh, be a problem for you. Um, you built all of your branding around that, maybe even had cards made, and um, you know now someone else owns that URL. Just don't let that yeah, happen. I've known it happened. Put those safeguards so in people. place. Yeah, that's not a good thing. 
All right. So the next so, would be to choose your host. What company are you going to use that you're going to have your website on? Because your host and your URL or domain name are not the same things. And they don't have to be purchased no, from the no. same company either. It's usually no, convenient right. if you keep them all together, but you don't have to. Yeah, but you can change. Yeah, You can go in the DNS setting. You can change where the URL yeah. is pointing for your host. So, yeah, that that's a good point. And, and, and yeah, and don't think of those as, as the same thing either. Um I don't know how much we want to talk about that, but just very quickly, very high-level overview. Um, your host is the one that is um, housing the servers, doing the heavy lifting on the web pages that you are serving up to the client. By client, I mean the the, uh, the computers that are pulling up uh, your web page. So when you type in a web page on a web browser, you are making a request back to a server that's the one that is hosting your website. So it's going back, looking for a page, saying, yep, we got the page here. Let's serve that back up to the client, the client being the, the desktop computer, laptop computer, mobile, uh, tablet, whatever. So that's how that works. A very high-level summary overview. So anyway, then what happens is you have a URL that is all s- – I'm not even going to go into that. That's just going to be – Yeah, it's that's going to be like, too much in the mire to to and keep, no one's yeah, going to care. trying to keep it minimum yeah. without okay. – yeah. Okay. Okay, let's go. Okay, so you've chosen your host. Your host can be – there's so many options. Um, and there's free sites for and pay sites. There are free sites and paid sites that you can choose from. So you've got to decide what you want to go with. If you're just getting started and you're like, I'm not even really sure I want a website, then the free ones are probably okay. And for the free ones, there's quite a few you can choose from. Some of them would be Weebly. I've actually done a video kind of showing you guys how you can get started with that. We'll put a link in the show notes. But Weebly, Wix, Fine Art America is one, and DeviantArt is another that people ask about. The thing I do want to bring up, though, about Fine Art America is it's not your own website. It's there. This is where I have my prints made. I love Fine Art America, and they've changed it so you can customize it a little bit. But it's not really what I would consider your own website under your own control because you are so limited on what you can do with it. I mean, if you are at a place where you don't have anything else. Okay, um, and I even paid. But you're the, in competition with thousands yeah. of people. And I out even there. paid I mean, for the upgraded. I think it's like thirty or thirty-five dollars a year to have the upgraded one. Mainly for me, I just want to be able to have more prints, um, images on my site. But I have what they call their premium <clears throat> URL or premium whatever your personal name. I think mine is like Lockery dot artist website or artist sites. It's something really off the wall and long that nobody is ever going to remember. So don't think, oh, I'm getting my own URL. No, you're not. You're getting one of their weird ones. It's still worth for me that 35 a month or, or I'm sorry, a year. Um, but again, that's because I have more prints that I need to have available. And then I... But talk about... Sorry. Talk about that um, that shopping cart, though, um, change that they just yeah, made. Yeah, I guess this Lisa, started in September, and I had no idea until just recently. You can actually embed your shopping cart for your prints onto your website with – I'm using – Sorry, God, my brain is really bad today. I'm using WordPress, and it impre- you can embed it right into it, so people don't even have to I think go. That's yeah, really cool. right on my site, that's they can awesome. purchase the prints now through Fine Art America. Fine Art America still prints them and ships them. I don't have to do anything, but it, they don't have to leave my website to see the prints that I have available, yeah. which is amazing. So I'm a huge Fine Art America fan, but it's not. Don't confuse that with having your own website either. Right. Right. So you mentioned uh, Wix and Weebly, and what about DeviantArt? Again, not your own website. This is really just a social media platform. It is not your own website. 
And not even a very no. good one, if I might add. All right. <laughs> Stay away from DeviantArt. All right. So uh, what about some paid ones? So we've got... So you have Fazo or Fazo.com, that is Fine Art Studio Online. You have Squarespace, WordPress, Vistaprint. There's a lot of paid options you can go with. And these are only a few off the top of my head that I'm yeah, calling Yeah, there's that. probably hundreds, yeah. actually. And the thing you want to watch for is how easy is it for you to work off any one of these? Some of these are a little bit more difficult to work with, and some are extremely limited, and some are really overpriced, like really overpriced. I'm talking $30 a month for what I'm paying $10 a month for on my server. So you definitely want to be aware of this sort of thing. Yeah. And the the other thing about that is, to your point, um, th- you yeah, you want to see what the total cost is going to be and how much control you are really going to have. If you start expanding, you start adding more pages or you start adding more services to your hosting, whatever it whatever it is that they're going what whatever you're going to add, you need to know what those charges are going to be and if they're going to charge you a bandwidth fee uh, for any of these um, service level agreements. Um, the service level agreement, that is the amount of time that you're guaranteed to be up online. Well, the nice thing about going with WordPress or uh, Squarespace or or one uh, similar to these is you get a content management system that you can manipulate and you can change and it will grow with you over time. Yeah. You can keep adding more pages to it. With WordPress, you have total yeah. control over you, it because you can change themes mm-hmm. anytime that you Easily, want. Easily, quickly. I mean, yeah, it's not a lot of work. Quickly. When it, If I wanted to change the no. look of my website, it would have been the way I used to do it in HTML would have taken me two weeks to get everything done and redesigned. Now it's done within a day. I mean, my entire site, a right. day, it's all redone. The other thing you want to watch are some of these free ones like Weebly and Wix. They have different tiers where you can pay, you know, it can be free or you can pay up to $30 a month. The problem is with those $30 a month, even with them, you're still not, you're paying a whole lot more than the $10 a month I'm doing for the same thing. So don't be too fooled by some of these that seem really cheap or really bad. One of the people from our, we have a website for We have a website building group for artists over on Facebook. We'll have a link for that in the show notes. But in that group, somebody was sharing a story about how she was using one of the budget sites like GoDaddy. And when she had a problem with her website, something that they should have been able to restore at no cost, they wanted to charge her $150. I've had that same thing happen to mine. I didn't pay anything for them to to restore what I needed restored. So some of these budget friendly or they seem so cheap, yay, it's under $5 a month. But is it really worth the headache? going to give yourself in the long run or once they add in all of the things that you want like in this case with Weebly to have a shopping cart to have all of those I want to say it was about $30 a month I've got all of that for 10 on mine and that's with WordPress on a, a server I'm using emwd.com for my server but there are a lot of servers that are just much more reputable it's not it may seem more a month but it's really not that much more considering how much more you get yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned you briefly glossed over the fact that you set up this Facebook page. This is a private page you can be added to called Website Building for Artists. And what I really like about this closed group, Lisa, is there's so much sharing in there and people are sharing their experiences. You will not feel intimidated at all uh, in this group because everyone's kind of learning together. So I would highly recommend this to anybody that's just starting out getting your website. Yeah, we've got people uh, who are beginners up. and people who are advanced and everything in between. Yeah, and, and 
Every, yeah. I mean, we're giving advice on theme and, you know, don't use this color. This color looks bad, that sort of thing. So you'll get some advice on all of that where you can post what you have built for your website and see if anyone has any advice for you or tips on things you can improve on it. So that's really what that site, that page is there for. Okay, so we got a lot of information here, Lisa. So what do we do with all this information? What what do we personally recommend? Let's let's kind of throw that out here to our listeners and let them know sort of how to uh, put this in a nutshell a little bit and uh, give them some recommends that they can walk away with. Now, for me, I use a company called emwd.com and I've got WordPress installed on my server there. I have a few extra p- features with them, so my total is not $10.95 a month, but I think for just the WordPress website with them, to have it all installed, everything's done for you, you know, you're ready to go right away, I think it's $7.95 a month. Really good company to work with. I do my no- domain name through them as well. I mean, they're great. When my credit cards have expired, instead of letting that go, they contact me and say, hey, we need this updated so that you don't lose your domain name. I mean, this company is just so good, so reputable. Re- reputable. That's a hard word for me. apparently. But I use them and I use WordPress because WordPress is so easy to learn and it looks professional. I mean, it's kind of hard to make a WordPress website look terrible. Yeah, very good. I've used WordPress themes and templates in the past. Um, Currently not well, no, I, I am using. I'm I'm working on um, a couple of of websites uh, for some clients, um, and using WordPress. And I'm using a couple of different hosts. I also use Squarespace. I use Squarespace for the Sharpened Artist uh, website. I've developed other uh, websites for other clients on Squarespace, and I really like the CMS there, the content management system there. And it's very simple to uh, to make changes in that one. And you can also customize, like you can go into uh, the style sheet and you can customize it there as well. Uh, you can do a lot of these things also uh, on WordPress, obviously. And the the switching of themes and, and getting a different look, I would say is probably simpler on WordPress and uh, it's a much easier experience uh, to do things on WordPress, especially if this is all kind of a new thing for you, then I would probably recommend uh, going with a, a good WordPress uh, free theme to at least start out with or a low low cost barrier theme, maybe a $20, $40 theme. And the nice thing with uh, just that to get too, set with WordPress, there are so many developers who use it. There's so much information online. So if you That's run true. into a problem, Very you can just true. type into Google, my website right. is doing such and such with WordPress, how, you know, yeah. help, and there's going to be a million answers for you. So oh, it makes right. it... The wealth of knowledge yeah. is, is just out there. I mean, even on YouTube, you can get so much information just about how to change things and how to move things around, how to get a different look and uh, color and all, all Speaking of, that, of which, so. we will have a link for a video. There's a guy called WordPress or WP Sculptor uh, over on YouTube, and he does full, like, three-hour-long tutorials walking you through every single step nice. beginning to end of setting up a WordPress website. It, I mean, from choosing your domain name, I mean, everything. And these are just so well put together. So if you're really new, definitely check out his videos because they're some of the best that I've seen. They're so clear and easy to understand. Very nice. Okay, good. I like that. All right. Any help you can get, especially when you're first starting out, really does uh, lower the... Um, the stress level quite a bit and uh, just helps you feel like you're not alone. Yeah, when I used to build HTML alone, even though there was information out there, but it was still really easy to end up very, very lost and really mess something up because of one line of coding. And here with WordPress, I've just never run into that problem. 
Okay, so with a color scheme, Lisa, what do you think should be something that an artist uh, just starting out, just getting one to three pages up, you know, the homepage, uh, about me, a gallery, something like that, what do you think they should have in mind when they're choosing their color scheme? Neutral. One of the things mm-hmm. that I see all the time, whenever you're looking through websites for, you know, advice on themes and advice on design, for some reason, they always give artists some kind of a free pass. Like, you don't do this unless you're an artist. Don't do this unless you're an artist. Yeah. No, it, you don't want to do it even as an artist, probably more so, because we need, ugh, that's a whole other thing. But anytime you go to one of these websites or you're reading one of these tips and it says, unless you're an artist, ignore that, you can't do it either, or it's not recommended yeah, for you that's to do so, either. That's so dumb. I, I, I can't stand because that. Because we're business people, um, too. We also have yeah. to make sure that our site functions well. And these, unless you're an artist, usually are things to do with the menu or that sort of thing that make the site not function right. well. You're not going to do a whole lot of sales yeah. if people can't find where your shop is. Yeah, if you're going to confuse people, then, you know, that that's not a yeah. good thing. That's not a good user experience. Yeah. You want to have a mind toward what will the user experience be like? Is this going to be something that is accessible, something that people can easily navigate? They know exactly what your intentions are when they go to your site. And if your colors are subdued and they're very neutral, then that will make it pleasing. And aesthetically, they'll want to enjoy the experience and they'll want to stay there yeah. you know you don't um, so we got to keep that keep in mind white. i mean when we say keep it neutral that doesn't mean that you have to have a solid white page i don't really like white myself and if you go to my site you'll see i i push the envelope a little bit there with is that the right way to say that okay yeah i push you, it a little yeah. bit by having the the darker kind of grayish teal color but i did put a grayish tint to it and didn't use bright teal or bright turquoise because that would draw too much no. attention away um, you do really want to try to keep it fairly neutral. Go with tans, grays. Those are going to be very safe. Um, cream colors, that sort of thing. If you like green, go with a soft, like, sage grayish green. Grayish, any grayish mixed with any color you like is usually going to be safe. I'd say avoid pink. I don't personally like artists, I don't like actually websites in general that have black as the main color because it can be very hard on some people's eyes to read. And even though we're thinking, well, it's an artist website, they don't need to read. Yeah, they do. And that's something we'll talk about later, why you need to have text and stuff on in a future podcast. But black is hard on a lot of people's eyes. And so while your artwork may look nice against it, you can make your artwork still look nice against a neutral tone and still make it easier for people to read. You want to avoid a lot of really bold, bright colors. Like I see people use bright red or like bright, bright blue. These bright, bold colors are so distracting. They're hard on people's eyes and they don't look good up against most artwork. So again... But I like dark red. (laughs) See, here's the thing. You're not building the website for you. Yeah. Contrary to what you really think. What's got my name? It's myname.com doesn't matter you're not building the website for you you're building the website for those that are going to experience what you have to offer i know that maybe that may sound contrary to what maybe you you've thought about in the past but that is really the truth you want it to be a nice experience and it doesn't matter that you think it's pretty or that you think you know these wild colors are so awesome you really want to keep that in mind that you're building it for someone else And I hope that didn't come across harsh, but the point, the takeaway here is that you want it to follow some conventions that are tried and true, and you don't want to be outlandish and wild in what you're portraying. Yeah, be creative in your artwork, not on your website. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want your design to be distracting. You want your artwork to be distracting. 
All right. Well, Lisa, I think this is a good start, don't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. And yeah, so uh, in future shows, we're going to be talking about some of these other things I'm sure are of interest to people like the design, the sort of the, the workflow, or not the workflow, but the uh, flow chart. Uh, the design of how someone experiences your website, uh, how they land there, and then what what do they do next, and and where they navigate to, and that sort of thing. Going to be talking about plugins and themes, and anything else that you guys may be interested in. Just you know, let us know that, and uh, we'll see if we can incorporate that into a show as well. Yeah, and also don't be fooled by all of these marketing sale things. If you go to sign up for a site mm-hmm. that's you know you've decided you're paying five dollars a month, and they're like, well, if you pay an extra this much, you can get this. If you pay extra this much, you can get this. They throw in a lot of these marketing things to try to get you to pay more, and chances are you don't need it. So don't get overwhelmed by do I need this? Do I need the security lock? Something somebody was mentioning yesterday. No, do I need yeah. this? Do I need? Yeah, um, oh, but exactly. they said they'll submit it to Google. That you don't Bloatware. need to do that. Like Bloatware. all of those are don't a waste of it. money. Don't even worry about that yes. stuff. Yes. All right. Well. If you guys want to continue the discussion, you can head on over to Facebook and post your question there in the Colored Pencil Podcast group. Uh, And in this case, uh, go ahead and join that group if you're interested, the Website Building for Artists group on Facebook that uh, Lisa and I talked about earlier. And if you would like to reach out to Lisa or me through email, you can reach us at podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And thank you very much for joining us again today. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. I call this Lisa Titus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm contagious. Let's see if that's available. Is lisatitus.com available? I should reserve that. How would you spell that? Titus.com. Even bother doing it. And the thing with that is you still have to... Sorry, my brain just shut off. That was weird. Um, (laughs) I mean, common, but still weird. Um, So what are we talking about today, John? (laughs) Did I just throw (laughs) <laughs> you are you are totally off script here. <laughs> I have to say what the show's about. No one even knows. Remember? That's what I said. That's why I said, what are we talking about today? No, I have to say this is a show about the art of colored pencils. Oh, where we discuss right. Tips, techniques, shortcuts.